Yeah, U.S. dollar system where it's not fake. You can't say fake because people work their ass off for money and do crazy stuff to obtain a certain amount of value. But, but whereas in Bitcoin, it's it's real. You know, yeah, it's just real savings. Hey, everybody! This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Dan, how you doing? Welcome back. What's going on, guys? Uh, Today, we got Bitcoin Rambo as our guest. I think it's Rambo. uh, No, it's Bitcoin Rambo. You're right. Okay. It's Bitcoin Rambo. I just call it right. Well, yeah, you, I didn't get it right. I'm on no. point here. What up, bro? Like, what's going on? Uh, you have some big, uh, big news to share. You've got a big wife. Uh, like, you've already want to hop into it right now. You already want to hop that's a, into oh, it. Oh yeah, Dude, that's like right? the, that's the biggest fucking thing in somebody's life. Right? Oh yeah, was, yeah. That's it's, awesome. Um, it's congratulations. Tell us yeah, about best, it. Yeah, best best day of my life. Um. Yeah, she, my girlfriend, now fiance, um, just proposed to her. So we had the baby at the end of the bed and brought the baby home after one day at the hospital and got on my knee and proposed to the lady. And wow, she said yes. So oh, she said yes. That was my next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, after a baby. So imagine that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like my baby's no, at your yeah. knee. Come on. <laughs> A shotgun proposal. Yeah, I, I, was, I was sweating my it's ass like I, took, I got some commitment here. But yeah, that's cool. No, everything went perfect. Um, awesome, man. She was, she was in labor for about five hours. Um, baby boy, healthy. Awesome, dude. Could, couldn't ask for more. Yep, so happy. Is he already stacking sats? Or are you stacking <laughs> sats on his behalf? Hell yeah, we're definitely stacking. Yeah, he'll be a Bitcoiner for sure. Hell yeah, I'll stack to that. <laughs> so on that, Rambo, I have to ask you, you, there's something. So you reached out to us, first of all, right? Did you? I can't Correct. remember. You're, I you, think you uh, posted something on Twitter and I was like, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you saw something, you reached out and then we connected. And you mentioned that, and I started seeing like you did a lot of memes. You mentioned you were into memes. And then you were sending me memes. Can you just talk a little bit about, like, what's your background a little bit, if you want to go into it? And then did you did you study memes in college? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's why I dropped out. Um, no, yeah, the whole <laughs> yeah, I guess a little background on um the whole meme thing is, uh, just I thought it was a I got on Twitter after a while and. Um, got into the Bitcoin Twitter scene pretty much right after I got into uh, Bitcoin and just kind of checking things out and just thought it was a clever way to get a point across and tell a story in a picture and, and pictures pictures say a million words and seemed like a good route to go. So I just started making memes. Natural progression of Bitcoin Twitter. Yeah. It hasn't got me anywhere, so... <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned that you actually got your name, Bitcoin Rambo, from a meme. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's basically a meme meme name for sure. But you and saw in the profile. It's a yeah. Bitcoin rant. Yeah, it's the profile pictures a Bitcoin Rambo with a Nerf gun. So it just <laughs> seemed at that time around 2019 where the whole world was nerfed, and I thought mm-hmm. it was a clever play on um, the whole Rambo oh, yeah. Rambo thing. So yeah, I went with it and ran with it. So what's your, uh, so you said 2019, so you're in, early, in terms of Bitcoin Twitter, that's early because Bitcoin Twitter didn't really kind of pop off. I didn't, I don't feel like until kind of late 20, early 21, and then it, it just really got big. But before that, yeah. like even like 2017, that era, it wasn't that big. It was mostly on Reddit. So what is your background origin story? How did you get in? Uh, when did you start getting into Bitcoin? And then when did you start going online and, and just shit, you know, shit posting? hanging with the, what we now call plebs. Right, right. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be on your guys' uh, podcast. And... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, honestly, thank you for coming on. Yeah. No, it's, it's an honor. Um, no, I first, I mean, everyone's got their own story, but I first saw Bitcoin. Um, it's kind of doing some gambling with online gaming back in 2012. And oh, nice. saw it on a uh, website. Um, didn't even think of it and just saw it right. probably a hundred bucks at the time, 150, um, passed it by, been listening to rogue. I listened to the first Rogan episode. So, I mean, once he started talking about it, he had Andre on a couple times and, um, really piqued my interest there. So I'd look into it a little bit and around 2018, 20, early 2019 i saw um john mcafee he was talking a bunch yeah no my my, this story is yeah it's a little weird but it happened um let's do it go into it please yeah he was talking about time he was saying he's a time traveler right like okay this this is interesting time traveling john mcafee so i did a whole bunch of research on him and i'm sure he's yeah he's definitely bullshitting but um, <laughs> keep going on your story, but I have something to say about that. Actually, um, Yeah. So that's kind of when I got on uh, Bitcoin Twitter or Twitter, really. And just I'd message everybody. Hey, what's up? So I messaged um, John. Hey, well, what's going on? What's this Bitcoin thing? And he came out with um, uh, the one coin. I didn't kill myself or I can't remember yeah. what it was called. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he came out with that and. He said some nice words to me through the message. Uh, I messaged him and he reached back out to me. And yeah, just I shit coined a little bit in the beginning and um, quick, quick, I mean, really quickly switched over to just Bitcoin after all that. But yeah, being on Bitcoin Twitter in 2019, I had the privilege to welcome Michael Saylor in 2020 and he didn't reply back to me. So. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, the uh, when it comes to McAfee, you kind of talk about the time traveling thing. Uh, you know, if you're if you're talking about it in a literal sense, yeah, he's bullshitting. Most likely, I mean, not most likely, he's bullshitting. But on the topic of memes, right? Like you start you start thinking about what what people like McAfee and some of these other guys who they're really eccentric and they just kind of talk in these really high ideas. Uh, 
And then if you try to analyze it that way, you might, you know, it's more like you kind of dig into like, what's he really mean when he says something like that? You know, like, is exactly. He, is he, right. Like what, he's not physically going back to like some point in history. Right. But you know, what is he culturally or what is he personally uh, transforming or bringing back in? Or, you know, you try to like analyze the guy's life. He was doing all kinds of crazy drugs and like, what was he, what was he, where was he going mentally and, and learning about himself or just kind of, insights into what it's like to be alive or just to be a human right I mean, maybe it's like a little crazy and doesn't make much sense but when you say something like that and he like he did you know it's i, I try to usually interpret it a little differently like i don't think he's actually got a time machine it, unless you're unless you're talking about mushrooms yeah. or ayahuasca you know unless if he did i mean holy shit that dude was out there um if anybody did it could have been him right no yeah and all this stuff you have to take with a grain of salt to you. So, I right. mean, I really didn't think he was time traveling. I was just right. Right. This, this guy's interesting and he's in the Bitcoin and he's done all this crazy shit. And what's he all about type of thing. Did you watch what? the, uh, but, the documentary on Netflix that came out a few months ago? No. Um, oh, dude, no. you gotta watch that. You gotta watch the documentary on, on John McAfee's life on Netflix. It is insane. So the, uh, okay. <laughs> there were two vice reporters and like one of them i don't remember the background on one of the vice reporters but the second one he was like a veteran back when vice like didn't suck like when vice was kind of a legit publication they had him like embedded in war zones like he went to syria i don't know if he was with vice at the time but he was like embedded in bosnia during the bosnian war he almost died multiple times in like serious conflict the guy was legit and they were embedded with him with john when uh when John tried to escape, I think it was Belize and was trying to, uh, they were trying to get him, sm they were trying to have John smuggled into, I believe it was Guatemala. And he had this like 18 year old girlfriend with him and they just get to Guatemala. They get to Guatemala and they get there and they, and they crossed, they crossed the border illegally. Like they would have gone to, to jail or been arrested if they had been caught. Right. And then as right. soon as they get to Guatemala, his like 18 year old girlfriend's like, Oh, my, my uncle used to, used to be the attorney general of Guatemala. He was the last attorney general of Guatemala. So McAfee immediately steps up to it and they like go into the city. John McAfee goes and buys like super expensive suit, calls the media to like be around him. And like the, the attorney general uncle comes and like, it's this fiasco and all and, like, they just, all this crazy stuff happens in like the matter of a day or two. And then he gets, he fakes a heart attack in a Guatemala hospital <laughs> bribes a doctor and is sent back to Miami, leaves his 18 year old girlfriend, just ditches her. So he goes to Miami and picks up a, a prostitute in Miami. That becomes his girlfriend. He married her. And from there he goes on to do all this other crazy stuff until it ends kind of with his arrest and everything in Spain. It's insane. You have to watch this documentary. It's oh, so I will good. And it's, sure. and it's not just like bullshit, right? Like this stuff was, there was reporters embedded with him the whole time. Like it's being recorded wow. as all this happens. It just sounds okay. like he's a man that's like always on the run. You know oh, I mean? He's super paranoid. Oh, you have to watch it. it he's like even developing paranoid. a software that, you know, is an antivirus software. Doesn't that seem like a bit, a little bit like I have to protect myself sort of thing. Well, there's something there too. Um, just to be that person to create that. I mean, there's something we don't know, in my opinion. Ha something happened there for sure. What, Unless what was he was about, a genius. What do you think it was about McAfee that sort of got you 
Okay, McAfee was on my radar too, but I wasn't like that interested. Like, what? Why do you think that you were that sort of piqued your interest? I think it could have been anybody at that time. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and he just happened. It's not like I look up to the guy or anything. He's just an interesting character. Um, yeah, he was just there at the right time, and I mean, a lot of Bitcoiners say, um, it's yeah, when it's your time, it's your time. Um, and about 2019 was my time, and I was kind of looking up time traveler stuff. <laughs> and he popped up and went down the rabbit hole. Nice, dude. Um, so what do you, what's your, uh, do you have a fiat mining job? Like, what's your, like, regular life like? Uh, regular life as of now is... Yeah. Yeah, pretty hectic. Um, just started a business last year in 2021, so a business owner. Uh, previously, it's just handy handyman stuff. Um, I was a arborist. I didn't keep up with my qualifications, so technically, I'm not an arborist now. But trained arborist. Um, What's an arborist? Yeah, work on tree tree doctor basically. A tree doctor. Yeah, so climb trees, climbing trees, trees. Okay. Diagnose trees. Diagnose trees. Exactly. So do you know do you know several different species of trees? Yes. Yep. Really? Yes. So I'll okay. go. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago I went to somebody's house and he had about 30 trees in his yard and I was able to identify 29 out of 30 of them. Can you identify so, yes. sort of ecosystems within those trees? Do you know certain bugs or sap or whatever lives on this tree and isn't part of that tree or yes why this yeah. is <laughs> no yeah and i can and um the whole <laughs> yeah fun fungus stuff i'm really into the fu fungus culture too not really mycelium like, yeah all, all that good stuff oh yeah there's something to yep. be said about like uh if you observe a certain reality over and over and over again basically you study something right like you start to see the patterns of that thing very well when everyone else around you you start to see the matrix like yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just right. well, I, I, yeah, it doesn't really i'm not really going anywhere with this but it just makes me think like uh so, yeah your point is that if you study things you learn more about them yeah no so just the fact okay exactly the fact that hey, okay he's going that, from right? tree to tree right and he's like okay i know that this these bugs live on this type of tree because i've seen it so many times mm -hmm. you know what i mean is that, am i wrong there am i off no i have <laughs> things like that yeah spot on do you guys have like a uh like a rivalry with lumberjacks or like paul bunyan <laughs> if you like if you met paul bunyan would you no. just like kick his ass actually yeah i mean a little bit i don't personally but yeah you could say that i'm sure kind of like the mechanic down the road if you're a mechanic and oh i got there's a sh shooting job right i've heard stuff like that but no i don't i don't pick at anybody that's a dangerous work but, yeah i do mason yeah yeah i do uh build brick walls and do masonry work so you ever fall Sweet. out of a tree uh yeah when i was a kid oh as a kid uh, yeah, yeah. Was, wow yeah seriously yeah, that, that probably had some sort of effect like i gotta conquer this thing 
that. That's oh, true. Oh, for sure. No, I caught myself about two thirds of the way down the tree. I mean, by then I had cuts and stuff, nothing serious. I caught myself on a limb and <laughs> just hanging there. And my feet were kind of touching another limb. And I thought I was good and I slipped. And the thing whip, whipper snapped me right about three inches below my ball sack. I still have a scar <sighs> from it. Yeah, I was so close to catching myself, and it just whipped me right there, and um, just bled the whole way walking home. Lost, you lost my blood. But home after that. <laughs> yeah, I guess wow. you have to, right? Oh my god! Yeah, like, yeah. Well, how far away are you from home after that? Couldn't ride your bike, dude. Imagine riding your bike in that. <laughs> I'd say about quarter, uh, half. Half a mile in between a quarter wow, and a, a half a mile. That's a long so ways to. It wasn't too possible. far. <laughs> that's power. Really that's close. the power of adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, it was scary. So, kind of an aside, uh, it's sort of related, but uh, you guys know the Rolling Stones, the band. Well, Keith Richards, one of the members, famously, like he's in his seventies, com- seems completely healthy for the most part, considering the guy did enough heroin to. <laughs> Killed most like a small village, a large village. Uh, sure. Drank was a huge alcoholic, tons of coke. Just a dude, just partied like crazy. Chain smoked cigarettes. Still just fully going and healthy in the seventies. But he quit all of that, and he especially quit drinking. But not because of the health effects. Like you know, those things are bad for you, and they're going to kill you. He, was, right. he got drunk at like age sixty-seven and climbed a tree and fell and broke his arm. And he's like, "That's it. Like alcohol and all these drugs. Like they're." they're they're harming me. They're, you know, they're affecting me negatively. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I thought that was a funny story. <laughs> the, the you just hit heroin tree, for fifty. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah, tree, the tree. partying enough to kill most people. And he's like, I think it's time to stop because he fell out of a tree and broke his arm. Hey, that tree saved his life. At least prolonged. It did. Honestly, that did, dude. It could have been a tree that you kept alive. It, could, it might not have been there if not wow. necessarily you, but like an arborist, right? Like. No, exactly. Tree. It's, you know, butterfly effect type shit. I don't know. I'm stoked. Yeah, the but... butterfly effect's real. <laughs> so, uh, so Rambo, what, you know, everybody's got their like little part of Bitcoin that really interests them and kind of keeps their mind ticking and thinking about it. Some people just like the number go up. They like the macro. You got the macro bros talking about interest rates and all that boring shit. We talk mm-hmm. about energy and time. Do you have a, uh, a specific neat or pocket of the, I don't know, the culture or the network itself that kind of fuck like drives you and get you like thinking yeah. of conspiracy theories and weird shit. Um, yeah. The whole Bitcoin getting Bitcoin actually helped me start my own business. Okay. And, I mean, it got me being in the Bitcoin community. Um, people would recommend books and, I read the sovereign individual and nice creatures of Jekyll Island, fourth turning, um, the book of Satoshi. I mean, you name it all, all of those, right? Uh, just Bitcoin itself, just to me, just helped me improve myself. And I think if more people kind of went down that Bitcoin rabbit hole, the world would definitely be a better place for sure. I mean, there's different avenues and we'll see what happens. Nobody can predict the future and where it's heading. But uh, yeah, if we have um, 
we got to separate this money and state thing because it's obviously ridiculous. Um, totally agree. So one of the things that uh, people like to say online, sometimes it's virtue signaling within the Bitcoin community itself. It's like, you know, if you don't spend it, if you don't use it, you're just saving it, waiting for it to the number to go up and, you know, you're, you're not helping the network. But I, I disagree. I think that they're, well, this doesn't exactly address that issue, but when, when people say, how do you use Bitcoin? Like, I don't think that that means like you have to, oh, like using it strictly means saving or spending. I think using the, based on the ethos and just kind of the way you start to think about life differently when you start to look at how the protocol works and it, you use that information, you use that knowledge to change your life in a positive way. You start to, you start a business, you start a family, you start to like focus your energy and channel your, you know, your attention towards positive things. Your, your incentives become aligned, uh, with what we would call success or growth or progress, whatever. And I think that right. that is a use case. And I don't think oh, it's exactly. it uh, respect, you know, as a, as a, as a little, as a use case. Yeah, exactly. And we're not, and we've all gone through it. Um, living in a, yeah, U.S. dollar system where, I mean, it's, nihilism. it's so, I mean, it's so, it's not fake. You can't say fake because people work their ass off for money and do crazy stuff to obtain a certain amount of value. But right. you just see how governments can really take advantage of that when they have all the power and they're really close to the printer of idea. Um, right. Whereas in Bitcoin, it's, it's real, you know, yeah, it's just real savings. And I mean, right. I don't spend Bitcoin ever. I just save it. So I'm not going to say put it away in an IRA or um, mutual fund. I want to really take self-sovereignty and, do it myself and that way i feel like i i really learn something by doing it so and you're holding yourself accountable when you do the self uh self custody right like that is accountability and that is oh, build and that's building scary. it's yeah. building self confidence right like there's a lot of people who they buy it and they've got it on some exchange despite knowing the risks <laughs> because and I don't think it's everybody. Some people are just lazy. Some people just don't know the risks. But I think some people, there is an element of uh, insecurity. They don't trust themselves mm -hmm. to protect it. And there's a lot of people who their journey through being a Bitcoiner, it, they develop that self-confidence to, to, to learn how to appropriately self-custody and secure the keys to their, uh, you know, their, their savings. And I think that that's right. part of it as well. Right. Yeah, and that um, takes me back to high school, senior year. I took a economics class and really liked the whole idea of saving money. And I grew up in a family where it was tight every month when I was younger, and my parents worked their ass off and got to a place where they're comfortable. But I saw how it can affect families where the whole taking on debt thing and so... Yeah, after, oh, yeah. After that high school class, I started saving money and um, joined the military. Did four years, got out, and went to college for a little bit. And everyone's yeah. a military guy. What the yeah. fuck? Which uh, which branch? Yeah, uh, go Navy. into that. 
Navy, Navy right. man. Yeah. Um, Navy boy. But no, I went to college and it was just kind of, I said, fuck it. I'm done saving money because this isn't going anywhere. So I just kind of used all that money and did the whole concert scene, went to concerts every weekend. And I took the GI Bill. A lot. And the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the Pell Grants. I, got, I maxed college. out all the. Where, where yeah. were you stationed, Rambo? I dropped out of college and uh, did 48 states in 48 weeks, too. So. Wow, wow. Yeah. Did, I did, did that right out of college. I maxed out oh. all the Pell Grants that you could get from the federal and state. And I didn't need them because I had the GI Bill. I was going to school for free, plus they paid my rent. So I would just take the Pell Grants and go to music festivals all summer long. I'd hang out, Bonnaroo, Walkers, yeah. dude, I'd just, just party my nuts off. And you don't awesome. know either. Thank, yeah, thank you, you don't taxpayer. Know, you don't know either, right? You're just, I was an idiot, like just kind of walking blindly, basically. Yeah, I was exactly. Like, I look back on it and just want to slap myself. <laughs> Man, Dan, you know how to finagle all that shit, don't you? I, I would never be able to do it, like balance all that stuff. The, I, the Pell Grant with the oh yeah, dude. I uh, I had no real direction in my life. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no idea it was important. I was a little bit depressed in my early twenties, especially after the military. I just didn't know. Like I didn't have a purpose. But I learned over time that I could just figure shit out and like finagle the system or uh i could just solve random problems if i actually wanted to do something if i cared about something i could always solve the problem to get it done and that's why i was like yeah i could code like you can make a lot of money doing that i can solve problems that's all it is uh so it started me on i guess this, a, a, a good path but yeah yeah so i was kind of doing what he did but yeah like i didn't have it's you know What's the point of saving, right? Like it's it, it's meaningless. I'm never going to be able to save enough right. money to be really comfortable. You have to invest. You have to like build a company. You can't just save your wages and really be successful or to have a comfortable life in the future until you discover Bitcoin. Exactly. It's true. Even in my earliest sort of making money as i was in the air force and i was starting to bank a little bit and putting it in this <laughs> uh, in the military that's what i'm telling you yeah the last the guy that was on yeah. last night was on was in the military this is what I, something i wanted to get on, on topic with with the okay. just the fact that i was banking this money inside of the air force and i wasn't spending it i have this chunk of money even my 18 year old self knows or 19 year old self whatever knows uh, this money's not doing anything right here you know, I got to put it somewhere to do something. You, you, you kind of feel that just at that level. Like I'm not a financial guy at this point right. at all. I don't know anything about finances other than I, I was also sort of taught save money. Right. Mm -hmm. That, that was sort of instilled in me as well. So, or, or just a lesson was learned anyway. So right. it made, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like you could just feel that at a base level. Like I got to do something with this thing that this time that I have. Right that I've stored. And like, I was, I've talked about it on here before around that time I was in the air force. It was when gold really shot up at like around the financial crisis. And so I was like a gold bug, but like I, any investments that I had in like gold or stocks or whatever, for most of my life, I didn't know what I was doing. I just, I thought it was fun because I thought that I could, I thought I was finding things out or learning about the world more than, you know, 
other people and I was early and I could get stuff and it would just go up. It was like essentially gambling. It was like, all right, I've got right. a little bit of inside or front fronted knowledge. I'm going to make some money and then set cash out. And that's kind of what yeah. I did. And it worked reasonably well because from 2009 to 2020 was just a fucking up only bull market. Right. <laughs> but I felt, I felt like I was smart as shit. <laughs> But as we learned, then now oh, a yeah. lot of people lost so, that all. Why do you think this? All, this also comes back to this. Why do you think um, the three of us right now are prior military? The guy that was on last night is <clears> prior military. We had a few other guests that were in the military. I, th- I have this feeling that Bitcoin touches a piece of the the sort of government worker in a way mm. uh, that that that's much. Um, more profound than or cuts deeper sometimes uh, maybe with a in, uh, with a civilian like less less with the civilian i don't I, that probably not at all <laughs> but no no it is true is, but I, you know where i'm going with this dan like just on that take, too. take take, take yeah. it away yeah oh yeah or or rambo take it away sorry no he'll t- let, let rambo go I'll, yeah. I'll, no I'll i agree I, I agree with you and i don't know exactly what it is but I mean, you go to boot camp with people from different cultures and um, get smashed in the situations that you don't know what, yeah, you're like, God, what's happening type of thing pretty much every day and then hurry up and wait. And um, I don't know, for me, just seeing some of the stuff I saw on, I with government, and how they spend their money at an early age kind of had an impact on me. Oh yeah, man. So I'm not sure if that was with the same well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had, I had my own experiences. Yeah, you're on the right. Uh, you're on the right path, at least for from my perspective, because my answer is that when you get into the military, the government or the government in general, but the military is especially uh, hmm. just it's it, it hits you like you see how the sausage is made. You see how the world really mm-hmm. works. It's like a glitch in the matrix. You. You, everything that you've been taught uh, about society, civics, all that stuff, you're like, it's all patriotism. And then you get in there and you go to some of these countries, you participate in some of these wars, you start to see how government makes decisions, how they allocate funds, how they do everything. You're like, all right, this is all bullshit. Yeah. All bullshit. <laughs> and this is all, and this is so inefficient. And these people are idiots. Like the people in charge of everything are idiots. This is. I don't have trust in the government anymore. Like whatever they're telling me about my savings, about money, anything, I don't, it's all that trust is gone. And it's, you know, you, you meet people from like Argentina, Venezuela, where the the system is broken and they see the value of Bitcoin because it's obvious, but in America, we don't have so many problems until you step out or you just go into the government or whatever. And you start to see, Oh, I see the problems now. Not necessarily oh, yeah. everybody else recognizes that, but you start to see what those people in other places see, and you're like, "Oh, this is how the world really works." I'm just in a bubble. And going back to my avatar, that's why Bitcoin or Rambo has that Nerf gun. <laughs> right. Nerf. Nerf. It's, I don't blame. I don't blame people for falling into this trap of what we're dealing with because. I mean, we didn't know until we went through a situation that we all went through. Um, so that's why we try to help. Whole, that's why 
That's why I tried to orange pill. It's like, you don't see it, but I do. I'm trying to help you here. Listen, not everybody right. does it very well, but here, here's where I don't want to say we're all three Nia. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I don't want to say that we're all three Neos or anything and put put any of us on a pedestal, but no, no. Yeah. I think, I think some Bitcoiners see things that a lot of people don't. Yeah. I don't think it makes us special or super smart. I think anybody who no. has the kind of has the experiences of noticing the things that are really broken and the things that are really uh, fake, the facade that or as part of this bubble we live in could recognize this. I just think that I don't think you have to be super intelligent to do it. I think that's why it's, if you're trying to orange pill somebody, you really think about what you're trying to communicate because just using a bunch of jargon, like this is the hardest fucking money, uncensorable. The government can't take it. Okay. Yeah. But do they realize that those are real problems and just lecturing at, at them for 10 minutes is not going to like help them see that. It, right. It, it makes me think that security is a big 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 aspect of this and why the adoption of military right. members to bitcoin is such a big thing and if you think about society like the way that i don't know plato or was it socrates whomever one of these guys built a society they start talking about the i think it's socrates they talk about the elements of the society and how he basically builds a society from the ground up of the people plato the, yeah yeah or security in the, the republic and the, of plato the yeah. kings above the you know the philosopher kings. So, so yeah, exactly. So the what makes me think about it is that there is a security class, which is the government, I guess, right? I Parts guess of it, yeah. Uh, that secures the people, and that that class can eventually take over the ruling class, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it stands to reason that if more Bitcoiners are military <laughs> members, it almost seems like a transformation of what the military could become in terms of like, you, it makes me think like more military will be adopting Bitcoin. Bitcoin becomes more military. These sorts of things may, does it feel just, like it would over, overtake? Sounds like you're listening to too much Jason Lowry. Democratic system. It, it does. Oh, Jason. Well, I knew, he just blocked I me on Twitter. Gonna, what the? I already knew you were going to go with that. It's not what I'm talking about. That guy. And what, I have I, opinions on that one too, but I don't want to. No, you, I, what you're trying to say, I think, is that the dollar system, which under, undergirds. But what does that mean ever, for a military? What does that I, mean for a hierarchy? What does that mean for... No, the, the, the dollar system, which undergirds all the security, all the peace, quote unquote, depending on where you live, all this comfort of our lives, that is defended by the... It's the petrodollar system. It is enforced by the military's global US hegemony that it enforces, the Navy, the Air Force, but we were in, like we were part of that. It, without the Navy and the Air Force, this US dollar hegemony system that secures every, our way of life would not exist. So so that's what I'm saying. Bit, if we adopt Bitcoin, it, don't we become something different? Like No, but the what the, the, what secures, the governing factor is a what secures Bitcoin? the Bitcoin network is the consensus, the nodes, us individually, the mining system, all of it. We don't need this giant bureaucratic apparatus. We are we are we're bringing down all these inefficiencies all these extra costs all these offices and bank branches and 
fucking warships all over the Pacific Ocean, all over those. And we're we're boiling it down to what is really the most efficient way to secure this way of transferring value and securing your future and having peace. Okay, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you're you're fine. This is interesting. I have something on this. I have something on this. When I was, you go first then. Um, Go for it. No, because I fucking forgot it. Of course, it's like typical Mike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't say it now, I'm never going to say it. No, I'll, I'll get back to it. Okay, my my bad. Um, no, no, good. when I was first getting in, I felt like I I was being uh, targeted almost. Like, here's a Bitcoin thing you should watch on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like a yeah. cult. Oh, pretty or, much, or, right? Yeah, not okay. a cult. I mean, just by the ads, like the. What do you mean yeah, by targeted? Like, like who's targeting you? Uh. I'm not saying they were, I just, it just kind of like felt like it at the time, right? Like, here's this Bitcoin video you should watch on YouTube, all that good stuff. And why, why is all this stuff popping up on my YouTube and not my buddy's YouTube? Okay. Type of yeah, thing? yeah. Like you were like a, like a pre somebody in the universe or something chose you and said, here, <laughs> yeah. here's an orange pill, take it. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Follow, follow, happened, the, follow the rabbit. It just it's felt... a metaphor. It's a metaphorical like type of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Not a lip. Yeah, and just as a curious human, right. I, was, I was like, it's, all right, you dig but deeper. But really, it was like inside of you somewhere. You were searching for something probably because you your buddy probably got that ad too, and he just didn't click it, but you did. You never know. Yeah, you never right. know. I have, I have it. But... Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, what becomes, I remembered what we were talking about. What becomes of the government if the military adopts Bitcoin? It's not the military that adopts it. It's the, the, pe- the, the individuals of the military, as you can we, see yeah, between yeah, the three nice. of us already. Yeah, yeah. If they adopt it more. And, and if more government military members adopt it more what happens to their their governing factors when they understand better than their governing factors about money that's what yeah we the people take their place where they were supposed to be which is the 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 government the government these buildings these these un uh people that don't deserve to be there they're just there because they're uh corrupt or whatever and so they build this giant system They, they we don't need them anymore they're gone and the people who are supposed to actually govern the people we'll us, govern. we just take you know, we replace them it's a military what coup. does that fucking society look like that that just seems like new like a like an old grecian sort of newish disco <laughs> like uh, i don't know what we should ask tomer ask tomer what he thinks about that try to get tomer onto this uh, onto this yeah, podcast for a little bit but it's not the military that it's, I mean, we were former military, but it's just the people who were in that once, whatever that position have a little bit of extra inside knowledge of how bullshit it is. Mm-hmm. We, we step out of it and we're like, all right, we're going to choose the replacement for this because that's, this is much better, much more peaceful, much more fair. Uh, we don't need this, that apparatus that we were a part of anymore. We want to be a part of something different, something that's not, 
toxic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I follow all that. It, it, I, I'm, yeah, I just come into that question. Like, what does that even transform society into? Well, that's, that's, we could probably have five or six episodes debating that because that's, that's, <laughs> it's yeah, a big deep. question. Right. You got the anarchists, you got the, you know, everybody, the statists, and whatever. Most, most military people really love the country, right? Um, the United mm-hmm. States, mm-hmm. Totally, America, totally. and really, really understand. It's not like, yeah, let's, let's get Bitcoin to um, take away the power of the United States or mm-hmm. anything like that. But we can, I think all three of us can tell something's not right with the right. government at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. we can speculate all we want unless of you guys are in on it. But um, <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying uh, we don't know really what's happening. We don't know anything really. Oh, um, all I know is something's, something's yeah. not right with this. <laughs> oh yeah. This could be. No, yeah. I just had a epiphany, like what you were saying, Mike. So the reason I'm not worried about a state attack or like the U S government or whoever, like take, taking down Bitcoin, right. Is because who recognizes its value the most in our opinion, based on this conversation, we might not be right, but whatever. Right. It's the people in it. So like all these people were expecting to attack it are, you know, it's the Byzantine generals problem. You, know, you got, you got, you got some guys on the other side of the, uh, the enemy walls and we're supposed to attack. And we're like, nah, dude, I think we want the, uh, uh, I think we want Bitcoin to win, not the attackers. We're going to sit back and let this fa- attack fail. We're going to sabotage it. Yeah, you just eventually stop listening or you just stop. Right. Obeying orders. Obeying orders. Yeah. That that money technology being so much better, it's like the difference between someone trying to stay on the typewriter and right. move to the internet. Or and right, like yeah. what protects a lot of what protects most governments from an uprising if they're not popular, right? It's the military and the police, right? Why? Because that's who pays them. They get their paychecks from the government. They're going to protect them. What happens when those government military members don't need, don't, don't make don't need the government money anymore? Who's going to protect the government? That's the only reason the military. Oh my god! So the United, yeah. yeah, like like Rambo was saying, we we're not anti-America. We love America. Yeah. But because the, the, the military, idea but the mili- is that it's built off of this. But the military has misaligned incentives. Our, yes. We were told by our recruiters, right, we're going to go defend America and democracy and freedom. And that's partially what we do. And, and that was why we signed up. But really, Not we're defending. We're def- well, you know, <laughs> that's that's what most people did, right? Sorry. Some people just wanted free college. <laughs> but, but you're also there to protect the government. That's what you're really for. And if the government's not good or not doing good at the time, well, then you've got a conflict and you're kind of are we like, protecting the government yeah, or are we the central bankers. Right. Exactly. The central bankers are yeah. Yeah, at this point. Right. Yeah. It's like when, a when the servant becomes more powerful than the master, I guess, in that way. They always have been. They just have to realize it. Right. Exactly. It's the moment of realization. They become the master in that in that regard. Right. In- interesting. Another um, meme. What is your what's the best meme you've ever shared? What's the what, what's your favorite? You don't have to get into specifics of, of why it's your favorite, but you can kind of, you know, generally talk about why it's your favorite. Oh yeah. I mean, my character online just me being an asshole and toxic. Bitcoin maximalist. That's not who I am in real life. Um, it's just mostly fun and games, but 
Um, I like some of the shitcoin memes. So the shitcoiner and winter and shitcoiner and summer one to me is cracked me up every time <laughs> That's I the one you shared with scroll me, yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> scroll through my old memes. That one always cracks me up. Oh, like, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on like speaking in memes? Because I've never had anyone. Sorry. So first of all, you reached out to us, and then you reached out to me, and you you sent me like three or four memes all at once. Right. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting that he's um he's like communicating with memes much more oh, than yeah. uh, than words, for instance. I don't know. I thought I just I had, if you had any thoughts on that. Oh, Do you communicate a lot with, in memes? I think I obviously. I'm pretty sure I communicate better through um, pictures. Mm. Versus, yeah, words to me just don't mean much, really, because people hear a certain word and they take it their own certain way. Where a exactly. picture, of, a picture of a thing, um is universal almost like the Egyptians, the egyptians and how they communicated through their writing uh, yes. was genius at the time yes and it translates through time where how we communicate now we have governments that can change definitions or even eliminate words at a snap of a finger or over a couple of years and just kind of taper that what that word means uh, versus what it used to mean over time where yeah picture is just it's a right. universal way of communicating and like you were saying something about everybody kind of has they interpret the meaning of a word kind of their own way well what when you're speaking to somebody like face to face and you're, you're using your uh you're having a conversation you can convey tone you can convey context you can so the word you use like if you're telling a joke and you're a stand-up comedian well you can tell like a really shitty joke or a really offensive joke or a really like a race joke or a rape joke whatever and it can still be funny if everybody can tell the tone like and that you're not serious why right but if you just write it down which is what we're doing now more and more we're all conversating online via text or via direct message or via Twitter, you can't get that tone. But what does a meme do? A meme sets the tone, right? Like you're, you, you got some movies, so everybody yeah. knows maybe it's a funny movie or you got some voice, you know, an actor that's on there like Morgan Freeman. It's like he didn't really even say that quote, but if you read it in Morgan Freeman's voice, like it's like, oh, this is meant to be like a wise piece of information or something like that. So a meme captures all of that tone, all that context, and it wraps it up real nice, nice and tight. So when you message Mike on, you know, on Twitter, and he looks, opens it up, it's not this wall of fucking text. He's like, dude, I'm not reading this. I don't know who this guy is. Like, this is retarded. Right. Yeah, he, but he sees a meme and he laughs. He's like, all right, this guy might be cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it is quicker too. Now that you say that, you can. Yeah, that's another it's lightning fast. Yeah, you just get it. Right. And every, you're, like I said, like if you're messaging somebody who's around your age, you use them, you know, maybe a movie, uh, a still from a movie that they would have most likely watched because they're your age around the same area. So that, like they're going to get all of that cultural background and then boom, you just slap a little short message on it and it's better than writing the paragraph. Yeah, easy.
<laughs> that's why it's so fucking important. Yeah, memes are great. Um, yeah, it's fifth gener- generational war- warfare, whatever that means. But um, yeah, word salad again, basically. It's just another way uh, to get a point across. Yeah, I always think about yeah. I always think about like the speed of that message and and the uh, fidelity of that message. Yeah, like Mike, he can't remember his own thoughts in his head, the words in his head for more than like twenty seconds. But the dude can remember a meme. He can remember a meme. (laughs) I'm with Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That shit always happens. That's why I write a bunch of shit down. I have to write. Why you record things? Why you make tapes? That's why I make tapes. God damn it, Dan. So how'd you guys get in Bitcoin? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I just kind of like you. It wasn't for gambling for me. It was uh, Silk Road. Me and some uh, an Air Force buddy, an old Air Force buddy, we're trying to buy some MDMA on Silk Road. So we bought some Bitcoin. So that's my first like. I had some other interactions with it, but that was the first time I actually bought some. But we just spent okay. it. Didn't care about it, and right. I just I only bought it in early 2018 because I signed into USAA my insurance account from the military okay uh and they had a coinbase integration and it was like i knew it just it was at like twenty thousand, and then it crashed i was like oh well i could just buy some real quick on here and it might go back up again and i'll make some money off of it so i just bought some then and i didn't really look at it i didn't think about it i didn't care about it for like a couple years and then i got back into it in 2020 as soon as they started just firing the printers up and uh all that i was like all right well this thing's got 21 million that's it I'm, I'm buying some and then from there i just started getting sucked down the rabbit hole no it's a, for me it was um two pieces of content really which were the movie banking on bitcoin and um a lot of andre and andreas's earlier stuff so I used to, I used to binge that kind of stuff, and then it just fell. I really fell into it, honestly. Like I think Breed loves podcasts with Sailor. I think that one really opened my eyes to what money is, and I think you people. can't understand anything about Bitcoin until you understand what money is, like the and value connection more of, yeah deeply. connection of value, energy, money, and your time, and how that all wraps up into itself. And I, I, there's no way I understand the full degree. I, you know, I hear shit from people on this podcast all the time and I'm like, oh my God, how do you understand? <laughs> but uh, I think I understand a lot more than, than many folks about what, what actual money is. So I think that's uh, uh, Kind of a, to, to pick up on that and to ask you, Rambo, you mentioned uh, Andreas Antonopoulos on Rogan. And then you just mentioned Andreas, not on Rogan, but how some of his uh writing or some of his like speeches whatever content uh was impactful to you and i think a lot of people who got into bitcoin maybe prior to the 2020 um run up were really influenced and really respected andreas and so he was on rogan twice so everybody's like you know you go on twitter right and everybody's trying to get sailor and all these other people on on rogan to talk about bitcoin because they think that that's going to orange pill Rogan or that Rogan's audience is going to be orange pilled by that. But what makes like, what do you think about that? Because if Andreas was on there twice and who would, who better to communicate Bitcoin than, you know, 2013 to 2018 Andreas, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who else is going to yeah. go on Joe Rogan and make a difference? Who's going to orange pill Joe Rogan? I don't know if I necessarily believe that that 
is something that's going to happen with anybody who goes on there. Personally, I think Rogan's um, a little too mainstream right now where mm-hmm. it, I don't think it matters, honestly. Um, right. right. I think Sailor would be entertaining. And I know that'd be a lot of people's first pick. Jack Mallers would uh, be good. Jack Mallers would be good. He's he would get the young young kids, um, not the young think, kids, but I, our I think age these group. are only a matter of time, don't you think? Yeah, yeah I probably. agree. I, I think they'll be on. But I guess my point: Do you think it makes a difference? If Andreas didn't make a big difference, do you think these guys would? Maybe. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, honestly, yeah, me either. Unless if there's like a huge um, crap in the economy and everything right. went to pot and. People were kind of searching well, to search for something different. It makes me think like Jesus wasn't the first Messiah, right? There was a bunch of dudes before him that did a right. bunch yeah. of other stuff. So who's got the right message that just catches? At the well, time. He was at the right, place, catch, right? right time, too. Yeah, everybody needs multiple, or some people need multiple exposures to Bitcoin before they get it. So you, I guess it's always good to keep giving people exposure. And it, it happens at the right time in their life, and then the way things are working, maybe mm. it catches, maybe it catches on. So yeah, that's the yeah. importance of continuing I cried when, um, the message. Yeah. Jack Mellers. Mm-hmm. What's about? What's Sorry. that? I cried when Jack Mellers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the El Salvador. That. Yeah, that was amazing. That one. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the other consp- well, it's not really a conspiracy theory was, it's it's uh i was so happy i just imagine a-, a bunch of men like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i will die on this hill too jack yes i will die one on this other- hill yeah <laughs> one of the reasons people think that uh, he hasn't had sailor on now is if you look at uh, young jamie right his like podcast producer uh, if you go to Jamie's profile, he's got like an NFT fucking uh, profile picture. He's got like, I think he's got like shit coins stuff in his profile. He's not, he, he's holding them back. He might be holding Jamie's them back. the one to get to. Jamie's the one. Right. Of course. You always got to go to the handler. You got to, you, you got to go, go to, you want to get to sailor. You got to go to Eric Weiss. <laughs> so when you benefit, from, yeah. So when you benefit from the system, like um, Jamie has, and he's obviously, he's done a great job on that show. I don't think you're going to get it that right. deep, right? Right. I think you're right. Yeah. So really he's going to buy the NFTs. And I mean, I that whole 2019 year, I was just stacking sats, right? Left and right. Just bam, bam, bam. Trying to tell everybody. Great time. Hey, Bitcoin's, the, Bitcoin's the thing to do. Do this. And then Bitcoin pumps up, right? But then you see Do- Do- Dogecoin and all the shit coins pump up even more. You're like, damn, that just makes Bitcoin look bad for this bull run. And then mm-hmm. did I mean the altcoins did the same thing previous run? Um yeah, that's I think all these altcoins are are state level attacks funded by um companies that want to keep the dollar system. Yeah, it's just a deep that's a whole nother so you, you think it's much more intentional. And Dan probably I, think it's more of like a chaotic model or something like that. Like, or like I think, I think I, just, I think I yeah. think a lot of it's intentional. Um, but yeah, it's just like the chaos of stars or the chaos of the universe. Um, you see the Fibonacci sequence 
in our universe everywhere we look. And even when I was a young kid, I was like, oh, what's what's the universe look like or what do molecules look like? And you just see natural okay, what's an atom look like and how electrons spin around the atom and then you just imagine our solar system. Right. And it's kind of, it's similar. It, they follow the same patterns. And then what's the galaxy look like first another galaxy and when two galaxies collide. Right. It's just I mean, all it's patterns like, that are the same. It's like the it's like we've talked about on this show before, the struggle between the individual and the collective because you can be very individualistic and be self-reliant and secure and you can um you can you know you can kind of separate yourself from the crazy clown world but just like everything else in the universe all the patterns are connected they follow certain rules you cannot exist you cannot function without uh interacting with others in the outside world so there's got to be some kind of harmony there uh right you can't take it too far to one extreme and control what you can control not for yeah it won't be good if you do that things will break yeah. down things will there'll be oppression and and injustice but yeah and you're creating more attention when you um if you're not going with the wave it's going to be di more difficult right so you have to go with the wave but you can still do your own thing so eventually that wave right if you get enough people to surf get on that are you surf yeah, are you surf a surfer too right <laughs> <laughs> no no because if you were that'd be fucking crazy. no i always thought that was, yeah i watched surfing videos and all that well the stuff. reason why i ask is we had a surfer come on he another john or not another john a john over here he uh he's a surfer out here he in california and he would talk about how you just have to go with the wave yeah in we order had to pulse. surf it you you can't yeah. you know the amount of energy that's coming at you you just have to be able to go with it that's what you're that's coming out in two weeks but that, that's coming out in two weeks though so you haven't heard it yet but once you hear it then you'll you know <laughs> why we laughed when you brought that up no that's bullshit because okay. you're here by the time you hear this episode no but he's not oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's i'm sorry rambo. all right uh, no, you're on, good. all right on that note rambo uh uh what's uh what would you like to share with the, you know, the listeners out there? Like, how do, how can they find you? What do you want them to know about you? That kind of stuff. Damn, um, I had two more questions. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, good. Good thing I wrote. Let's see if I wrote them down. So maybe you'll you'll get off the hook without having to answer two more questions. Um. <laughs> Once we get enough money, we're gonna hire a stenographer for my hey, my favorite my favorite color is blue. And the snozberries do taste like snozberries. Oh, and the question was why did you want to come on to this podcast? Yeah, that's a good one. I just wanted to talk with some Bitcoiners. I have net yeah. That's why we started that's, it. That's it. It's not about me or promoting myself or anything. I'm just a pleb, just like everyone else. I just want to hang out for an hour and bullshit a little bit. Hell yeah. Like that. That's why we, that's been the best part about this, dude. I don't give a shit about, I mean, we get some kind of 
bigger names once in a while, but the best conversations are just end up always being just some plebs. Just start shooting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's about Bitcoin. Not, not me as an individual or anything. That's kind of why I like to stay anonymous and nice. Do you, would you like to, like Dan asked, did you, would you like to um, leave any trail of yourself on this show? <laughs> Your Twitter handle? Honestly, would, just that's still like that. uh, Bitcoin, at Bitcoin Rambo. Okay. I think uh, underscore one or something like that, but that's not even that important to me. It'll be in the show notes anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I just get on Twitter um, just to have fun. And yeah, I might seem like a toxic maxi, but it's all fun and games and like meme. and It always is Yeah, for most people. Just relieve some, relieve some tension the past couple of years have been, it's been fun. Take out some stress on some fucking fiat maximalists, some shit, yeah, and some and shit Jason, coiners. And Jason, Jason Laurie just, yeah, he just blocked me. That's I hate when people block me. Pussies. Pussies. I just want to talk and bullshit. <laughs> I don't. What do you guys people. think of the Twitter? What do you guys think of the Twitter censorship? How it's going? Less censorship, or how it's kind of there's more again. I think there's more, right? Yeah, yeah, there's more. I don't know. I, I think it was pretty inevitable. I think Elon Musk just was talking like, oh, freedom of speech. And it's like, all right, well, good luck running a multi-billion dollar company with these just like, eh, free speech. We'll just do rules off the on the flat seat of our pants. Right. Uh, it's not going to work. He's going to go right back to what they were, the corporate dipshits were doing before him. He's, he's just a corporate guy. It evolved. The, yeah, it naturally evolved into that, didn't it? So it has oh, to. For sure. It's just like that's like where that's where the gravity point is, by the way, right there. He tried to rip it out of that spot. Yep. Um. Cool, man. It's been fun. I, yeah, I think so. It's been a good conversation here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate. Or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin. Or myself, Mike, at Run Dance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Peace.